show the rookie yeah and uh yeah it's just a little tiring i must say we're here gearing up for the holidays there's been a lot of um a lot of work overall and Ugh. you know it's uh what yeah what about you what is your call time tomorrow when do you have to be there i give myself a call time tomorrow because i am prepping and uh. so when you do prep it's different than shooting uh so, yeah, but I've been waking up at 3 in the morning because I'm on that schedule. It's very hard to shift. God. I don't know if that's an age Damn. thing. Is that, like, where you get locked into some weird early hour time frame? Yeah. And then... Like, so curtains. if you didn't have to go to work, when do you normally wake up? When's your natural wake-up time? I just wanted to know also if older people say things like, it's curtains for you. <laughs> Is that an old person thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. As a four-year-older sister, yes, we say curtains all the time. Me and the silver-haired <laughs> like, folks. Boy, if that guy comes over late, that's curtains for him. <laughs> that's right. But what does that mean? Does it mean you're closing curtains on someone? I like, think so. Goodbye. Yeah, like an old theater production, an old-timey theater. Oh, I'm closing my curtains, son. Okay, got it. Old time curtains. Uh, old time curtains. I'll show you All some right. old time curtains right here. <laughs> Just stop. Stop. Out of the gutter. She's talking about her vajaj. All right. No. They're very Old time pink curtains. Useful. Little wrinkly pinks. All right. Okay. All right. All right. And here we are. Anyway. Um, so 3 a.m. No, when do you naturally wake up for real? Because I want to talk about this for a second. Uh, wake up for... I don't have... The thing about the... The lovely art of the film business, generally speaking, well, I don't know, for at least our, yeah, everybody, I think, you have, unless you're working in the office, you have movie hours, which are in stupid. In stupid. Because they change all the time. <laughs> insanely stupid. I like that. In stupid. Well, so, okay, yeah. but, but let's say it's a weekend and you don't have to work. When do you naturally wake up? Natural. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah. Oh. What's your body natural That was your whole question? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That's okay. I need to listen. It's all right. Uh, when do I naturally wake up? Uh, it's three in the morning lately. Yeah. So you've shifted to this weird work schedule yes. now. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm right behind I'm you. I wake up naturally at 4 a.m. now. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. What's the point? No point. It's my, I, I think, think I get excited because the house is quiet. I have alone time. And I have yeah. alone time. And I don't have to feel guilty. So... But then everybody wakes up at 6, 6.30, 7, and then I'm off and running. So I get my little 
few hours, but then I still go to bed at 10, so I'm really tired all the time. You <sighs> know what's weird? Hmm. The kids these days, <laughs> do they wake up and go right to their screens? I don't know. Maybe. I don't oh. think mine do. They just throw their phone in their pocket and they have to get on the bus and go to school, but... Uh, maybe probably a little bit depends but okay just wondering anyway um, enough about old lady stuff gee whiz i know crazy. we're not that old I we're kind of wild and crazy wild i had a wild party this weekend it was fun how was it do we, tell yeah i hosted a plaid party everybody had to come over wearing plaid uh like flannels it was just very casual and they're all fun friends with they all brought their kids kids ran around upstairs and um they all brought their booze. Yeah, we got loose with the eggnog. It was fun. We had a fun <laughs> time. Yeah, everybody stayed pretty late and brought food, and it was great. Except I made promises I didn't remember about. Like I, what? I, I gave my kids drum set away in the middle of oh, the party no. and completely forgot about it. What? And she texted me today and goes, "So, what's up with the drums?" And I was like, "Oh, I totally forgot we talked about that. Let me find out if it's okay." And no, I found don't give out, away the drum set. Well, they're cruddy and nobody plays them. I mean, you play them when you come over, but... I do. I love that drum set. Eh. I guess it's like the fun thing yeah, for other people to do when they come over once a yeah, month. Yeah, it's fine, but the kids don't get on it, and it's really loud. I mean, you know our playroom. It's upstairs with like no walls, yeah. and all the sound comes downstairs. So whenever any other kids are over, it's just like... Rat-a-tat-tat, like animals up there going nuts. And <laughs> so I'm excited to give them to somebody who wants to play drums. This little boy is like really excited to get into them and learn. They're I just good. like that you said rat-a-tat-tat. That's all. <laughs> that's like curtains. Come on. Rat-a-tat-tat -tat -tat and a chumbly chum. Joe, when are you coming over later to play the rat-a-tat drums? Yes, it's a little drummer boy. And hey, like, have you also noticed that in the 1940s, like, Everybody was saying, but everybody had short ties and their pants came up to their man boobs. <laughs> yeah, what Wait, is that? Why? Why did I call them man boobs? I don't mean, that's a dumb old term, but... Um, <laughs> moobs? Wait, no, moobs. Bros? They have tiny, tiny ties that come down just below their nip lapels. <laughs> and then uh, their pants go up really, really high. I know. It's, it's funny such a look. cute look, though. I love it. Like, when I, I do all it. our family history stuff, go back in genealogy, and I see Grandpa's old pictures from when he's a little boy. And, yeah, Aww. it's super cute. I dig it. I think that should come yeah. back. Is that a hipster thing? I think they're trying to bring that I back. I think it is. Yeah. yeah, it's come back. And the ladies are wearing them, too, and it looks like Annie Hall. Oh, that's fun. And Keaton style. Yeah, yeah. I like her style. Oh, my poor cat, I think, is really bored. I just look at her, and she's... I get home after leaving her home for hours, and then she gets really pumped up, and then... <laughs> does she fist bump I you? What? How does a cat get pumped up? <laughs> she, she, like, uh... Well, I have to throw her pieces of chicken. What do you mean? What's Just imagining funny? her like Jersey Shore, like standing up on her back, <laughs> like with her Polly D haircut and just fist bumping, like she's home. Oh, oh, she's home. Yeah, yeah like stupid, pumped up no. cat, <laughs> like roids and everything. No, I don't know. She no, she doesn't have um, opposable thumbs. <laughs> True. I'm just she just no, that would be great. Chicken. She's kind of got a little jersey. What? <laughs> just catching chicken with her claws, no thumbs. Just yeah, I do. I throw it out, and she's got these little claw like mitts, and then the little, you know, knife hook 
nails on the end. So I just throw, she'll run out in the yard and I throw and then she'll, she'll run like little gazelle and then puts up her one paw and then catches the chicken on the end of her long hook nails. Aww, lays and then out. rolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers in the yeah. 80s look. That's right. I like that. Aww. Billy well, Martin, uh, A's, A's reference. Remember right. when he would spit oh. on the... Does anyone know Billy Martin oh, from the A's? He's the famous. Coach. He was a spitter. Nice little uh, mustache and everything. Yeah. He kind of looked like Schroeder from the... Uh, <laughs> one day at a time. One Remember Schroeder who would roll his cigarettes up in his uh, sleeve? You liked him, huh? You had a crush on him. I kind of had a crush on him. He was a real bad... You know, they tried to play him off like he was 20 and he was like 65 or something. I think they tried to do the uh, old Fonzarelli with him where Fonz was supposed to be like 15, but he was really a 45-year-old yeah. winkler in there. <laughs> he was just a wrinkled winkle in, in this tiny little like jersey and whatever. Hey, bringing it back, Jersey Shore. Henry. Um. Hey, do you want to go ahead and talk about nothing? Because I do! <laughs> That's what we're doing, right? No, anyway, okay. party was great. Drums are gone. And speaking of Henry Winkler, Penny Marshall passed away. And oh, we're sad about this. Marsh. Yeah, we were big fans of Laverne and Shirley growing up. Schlamazel. Schlamazel. Oh. I don't know the next Heartbreaker. line. What do they say? Hoffman. You know what? You Can I just tell you, you are Shirley Feeney. Am I? I know. Is it like Oscar and Felix? Am I the Felix and you're the Oscar? I think so. You're the Shirley and I'm the Shirley, you're the Laverne. I think I was the Laverne. I always related to Laverne, but it might have been the brown hair, blonde hair thing. I know. (laughs) I can just identify with the hair. Yeah, I got John, you got punched. I know. (laughs) The Mandrell sisters. You got punched. You got to be Barbara and I was the brown one. I'm always the brown one. (laughs) Whatever, was, I'm I over it. Genie. It's fine. You were the, yeah, whatever. It's fine. But Penny Marshall, she did. I didn't realize she did so many movies. She did Big, uh, League of Their Own. She did Awakenings, and many, many others. Look her up on IMDb and realize what a. Um, She's a director too. Well, those are the ones she directed. That's huge. Like those oh, are well. big female directed movies. So, cheers oh, to Penny. Was- we're gonna um, pour one out to our homies later. But. Okay. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. And look at cool. our Instagram because I put, and I think on Facebook, our uh, our bowling picture from when we dressed up like Laverne and Shirley back in the day. Remember? Oh, that's beautiful. I do yes. remember we would have those company parties and yeah. then somehow I would get suckered into dressing up into some... You're much more spirited than I am, I think. And uh, Are you kidding? No, I think it started with wear your best bowling shirt. So we went shopping together, went and found bowling shirts... And then we walked over to the scarf section and said, ha-ha, let's put out a scarf. And then we went, ha-ha, how about some Laverne and Shirley glasses? And then it just became yeah. a whole okay. thing. Now, the Sonny and Cher thing, oh, that was karaoke. So we had to pick a song. The company party, yes. To do it. Sonny and Cher, but did it full out. Yeah. Like, big time committed. And uh, Dolly and Kenny and that one, too. We need, we need to I reprise this. There was peace on Let's find another duet song and dress up okay. situation. Let's throw a party in which we can dress up and sing, shall we? Okay. All right. Almost. Everybody, paradise. write in with your favorite duet, couple, costume, situation that Weens and I could do. All right. Okay. Let me give you one right now. You have to okay. do the other part. All right. 
turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous when I'm thinking of the sky in your eye. Turn around. Every now and then I see a little man running and he falls into the pants of my sky. Turn around. <laughs> Every now and then I find a hose in my shorts and then I put it down into my socks. Turn around. Every now and then I see a candle fall down and then it goes on to the paw of my dog. Turn around, bright mouse. Every now and then I smell a fart. Turn okay, all right, this is falling apart really quickly. I'm Every sorry. now and then it falls apart. Take it, take it. Because I need you more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is what you'll get, folks, if you come to any karaoke in our area. Oh, Oh that's good. See, i got to work on the lyrics, though. That's the only problem. (laughs) I heard something about a candle falling. I don't know. I'm looking around the room and getting inspired. Hey, you know what? Um, What dreams have you had lately? Zero. Zip, zilch, nada. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No. Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, what about you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I did kind of want to talk about myself. Yeah, do I had a dream. Okay, I am secretly in love with Adam Sandler. Not so secretly, but Adam. I am. I still love Adam Sandler. He was always my sweet little New York comedy fun, like, like nice dad, good guy. I know. Fun, and I've loved him forever. And I met him a few times. See, I found all your pictures too. By the way, can I post them? Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look on our but, Facebook group. That's where I post the super secret stuff. Everybody, Facebook group. So, so, okay, I always liked him. I met him first. My friend was tour managing Green Day, and I knew the Green Day guys growing up in mm-hmm. old Panola and El Sobrani area, and they were on Saturday Night Live. It was their first time there, and I went with them, and Adam Sandler was there practicing. Oh. It was at the rehearsal, and I ended up drinking a lot, and I remember I had a weird, like, like how a bowl has a nose ring. I had that in and I had like combat boots and a dress and nice. I was all punk rocked and uh, and I was following around Adam Sandler because I liked him so much. And all I remember is he kept seeing me and then promptly grabbing his guitar and like disappearing into another room. And then I would find him <laughs> and I would like look over and then disappear to another area. And I was just trying to like get on. And I said a couple of things, like, hey, how you doing are you just you know whatever and uh i was one of those annoying people and it turns out he was doing his set for the what's the thing turkey oh sorry oh hanukkah song, song. yeah go now the hanukkah da, 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 no da, da, da. way that's what he's yeah on. that was the oh. night so now i look back at it and i'm like can you believe like this young kid is getting this huge break on saturday night live and then there's just some I thought I was like, how come he's dissing me? How <laughs> he's going for like one of the biggest nights of his life to premiere his song, and I don't know. Oh, anyway, well, so just, I wonder if he could have predicted it be what it is. I mean, I don't know, probably not. Yeah. I mean, just trying it out. So oh my yeah, gosh. that was. We should big look night. back and find out the day that was. That's cool. Yeah, it was whenever Green Day was on, and he did that song. Okay, and then. So I was like, wow, and then he went on and disappeared. And then I think I was just trying to chase him all night. But then I, (laughs) 
ended up hanging out with Norm McDonald, and, mm. who also is amazing. And he was just the nicest guy. He he was super cool. Anyway, point. Is there I a point? That. Yes. So I did the embarrassing follow Sandler around that time. And then for some reason, years later, when I was with you at the bioscience company, I somehow must have clicked enter a contest. Mm-hmm. And out of 10,000 people, they picked five people to meet Adam Sandler and hang out with him for a day. And that was so you. it was me. And I went down and hung out with I Adam Sandler it. for the day at Happy Madison Productions on the Sony lot. And we hung out and barbecued and played basketball. And then I got to pick up on him again. How'd it and go? Did you tell him about Saturday Night Live? No, I did not. Oh. I was, no, I'm just always like weird and nervous. So, but I did see he and Alan Covert, his buddy, who's in all mm-hmm. the movies with him. They looked over at me once and Sandler's like, okay. They kind of gave me a woo-woo. <laughs> Wait, wait. To his again? buddy. Wait, what? Adam Sandler to Alan Covert. He, like, was like, hey. What I saw them out of the corner of my eye, and Sandler was like, hey, um, why am I saying this? I sound like such a Nudging jerk. him? Like, dude, check her like, out. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and I got happened? a little corner of the eye, a little validation. And then, and then he wrote, he signed my guitar, and he wrote, Julianne is a goddess. And then he gave me a CD and he wrote, Julianne is tall and hot. Wow. <laughs> I was in love. And he was sweet. And he, we like giggled a lot. And then I made him take a, a picture with me and I put my hand on his stomach and he was like kind of shy and laughing. I don't know. It was cute. <laughs> That's cool. And then, then I ended up working on, on his movie and then I was embarrassed because I was like a hired employee on Just Go With It, that movie. Just Go With It. What one's that about? With Jan- Jennifer Aniston. Okay. And, and then... Um, Did you talk to him again? Well, now I was like, oh God, I don't want him to remember me from those other times because I was all embarrassed. So I just Why? pretended... I was just like the employee, but he saw me and was like, hey, what's up? But I don't think he remembered where from. Right. He just recognized and, uh, you. Yeah, and you didn't, but you didn't jog his memory? Uh-uh. You should have brought the CD and the guitar and said, hey, sign this again, would you? I want to No, I'm recap. No, I was working on the show. I couldn't oh. suddenly so? pop up and be like, hey, bro. I don't know. I'm just shy. I'm too nervous. I don't know. Aww. But I didn't want him to associate me with the drunk girl following him around or the weird <laughs> contest winner chick. I just was like. Just a person trying to get a job and work out of it. But anyway, okay, so So I'm really tired. This might be part of it. So I have dreams about him all the, or often, I shouldn't say all the time. I'm not, but I will have dreams as he's like the barometer of the, like every time I have a dream about him, it's like a step closer to finding a good partner or something oh. because every time it'll be like this weird hit or miss with Adam Sandler in the year 2000 and then it's usually like my dating life is sucking for that year or I can't figure it out and then three years later I'll have a dream and it'll be this dream that emulates where I am in my evolution of finding like a good partner to be with this so, is so are you long saying Adam sounding. Sandler is, is god no <laughs> no it's like it's like a uh, fortune cookie in love for you and when he pops it's like up a little jewish dream. fortune co- he's like a little uh, what do they call the little jewish cookies uh, uh there is uh, no name that's totally racist no it's not a hamantaschen with 
poppy seeds. <laughs> yeah, Hamatashin. Yeah, those are really good. Um, no, he's, he's your uh, he is your little uh, I don't know crystal ball of love. Yeah. So when he pops up in your dreams, you know that something relationship wise is going to happen. Well, it's like something where I'm getting better at being okay. in relationships, I guess. So I had another one with him, and this time it was very. Because, okay, so my last one was like a year ago. Uh-huh. And it and we were flirting in my dream. And then he said, would you like to come upstairs? Meaning like... Okay. That doesn't even make... I'm sorry. I was trying to go... And it didn't come out. Oh, wait, can I try it again? And then I'll cut it in. I can't do it. Okay. And then, um, so that, and then I said, I said, no, I would like to be taken on a date first. Mm, and I said, smart. I don't do that. I only go out on dates first. So that was a barometer, my salometer. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, the sandometer. Of, uh, like, oh, now I, I will not. He's barometered your weird. sexometer. You're, you've... <laughs> yes. Turned it it's down like, a ah, notch. Good. Yes. So this now it's good. all about like dating for a long time to get to know somebody before you do anything weird. And then uh, now the recent one was actually looking into someone's eyes and saying I love you and meaning it and being Aww. very deep. And that's maybe the next phase of relationships. We'll see. That's great. Good. Yeah, or it could just all be horseshit, too. Well, no, I'm sure it's like a manifestation in your subconscious of some oh, sort of like. I love it. Yeah, levels of of understanding and yeah, yeah, and he's your dreamboat guy. So I mean, you have dreams about Chris Martin, don't you? Not anymore. I mean, it was a really? while ago when I was. Yeah, honestly, I'm just so flipping tired. I don't dream yeah. anymore. It's like I hit the pillow and then suddenly I'm waking up again. Like nothing. Like I don't even move. I don't think. You know, I hit the pillow. It kind of sounded like this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, I forget it. Adam Sandler, call us. <laughs> the number. I should actually find our number and really throw it out there because we yeah. do take calls. We'll pop hey. in your voicemail if you call us. Plug in. But anyway. What? Aww. So you have another boy story that you were starting to tell me. Who? About a certain poem. I think we referenced it oh. in the last episode. Flamenco. Yes. Will you please pl- 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 tell us about it? So my friend Rachel was here. She's visiting from Jersey, and Mm -hmm. she's driving her bicycle across the United States with a little tent and two years off so far. Crazy. So she's been riding her bike for two years. Two years. And She retired early, and she's cruising around. And she came here and stayed here for a little bit, and she loves flamenco. Also, he serenades us, and he gave her a back rub once, so she's in love. And then, uh, so I had flamenco gave me a poem Mm. about a week ago, and it's quite saucy. So let's hear him read the poem and explain the poem, and then he can explain. He's um, quite a saucy gentleman. He's like 22 or 3. Yeah, and he's been floating around your scene for... A year now, right? Yeah, you know, here About? and there. And but here's the thing: he wrote me two poems. We got to read the other one also. Okay. This is one that he 
he wrote the other day. Okay. He's a lovely young man. He's hilarious because I think um, he's maybe not as in love with me as. He's oh, in love he's with not love? in love with me. No, I mean, he's got uh, probably several older women <laughs> in the mix. Really? And he, he has a bunch of poems for them also, I think, um, relating to fruit. Let's hear. <laughs> fruit porn, it's a thing. All right, let's listen. Bye. Let my antics roam across your body. With my tongue, lick every sensitive spot. To your mouth is watering. Please let me in and devour that sweet kitty. Allow me to tender those thighs with your back bow to its peak. I'll juice you like a pomegranate. Take my time with every little seed, every little second. I hope you think of me whenever you need it. Sweet kisses and a soft touch, even beyond through your to your G spot. Wow. <laughs> How do you feel? Honestly, if, if, if I feel really profound reading a message to you to your face <laughs> and seeing... You didn't make eye contact. Well, it was hard because you're reading it, right? Yeah. Would you be nervous? Yeah. You nervous? God, yes. How come? Because the pressure is on and I'm being recorded and it's going to be uh, broadcast <laughs> on a, a, some kind of medium <laughs> to an audience I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not offending anyone because you can't please everyone. And uh, and the reason I I even keep these to myself too, like once I send a personal message to you, like I don't reiterate it to anyone. You know, if anything, I try to keep it as pure as possible by like not kissing and telling type thing. You know, because mm-hmm. they're because they do mean a lot to me. Like I don't just write these to anybody. You know, what I mean, it's like is that true? How many women do you write pomegranate poems to? You're the only one that's got a pomegranate poem. You know, if anything, I've written a peach poem to someone or a strawberry poem, or I just use the words, like the word vulva, you know, it's like the center of a flower or something, you know, and flowers represent vaginas. And, Do they? Yeah, and vaginas represent, well, a vulva does. A vulva represents a vagina, and a vulva's found the center of a flower. And um, and I, ju- I guess you can say that I admire the idea of fruit, of fruit, and and sexuality, and I I kind of associate fruit with with a more feminine aspect, like female presence. Because number one, fruit. I'll just say this on a side note: is the purest form of of eating anything. Because fruits, you can take off, you can pick a fruit, and you won't kill the plant. So it's like the highest form of consciousness in terms of consuming food that you're not killing necessarily. You know, that's why. He doesn't like to kill women. Sure. <laughs> or, you know, just just the metaphor of uh, like plants, like a tomato or something. You pick a tomato and the plant dies. It doesn't regrow. and You've you got to replant the whole thing. But like a grapevine or an apple tree or something, you pick the fruit and the the plant does not die. All right. So that is this is good to know because you do like fruit. What does the fruit of the monk dipped in chunks mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, if I had to guess, I've never heard that phrase. You wrote it. What? In your other poem to me. Are you sure? 
<laughs> was you. <laughs> it sounds familiar, but I'm just not because I like I say like once I write something, it's it's only written in that moment, and I don't really like rethink it because it came out of me in that moment. It's not like it's not like I record everything I say on a book of lines or anything. It's like everything once it's original, and it's put out there. That's it. It had its moment. You know, I'll come up with a new one or a better one or something. Can you also be high as fuck and not remember any of this stuff? Actually, no. It's 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 actually my both conscious sober state of mind and high state of mind. I tend to be very good because I guess my true gift and that God has blessed me with, or just my natural instinct, is speaking. I guess I have the gift of gab, as they say. Mm-hmm. Like I can talk my way in and out of situations. Like with the police, you know, being pulled over by the police many times, I've talked my way out of it. Or if I meet a girl that I really like, I will try very consistently and persistently to impress or earn my way into their hearts. And And pants? Well, not at first. Hearts first, then pants. That could also happen in one evening, quickly. Well, it depends on the the, 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 the scenario and the person and the rhythm and vibe of things, you know, but averagely it's not the case. You know, you need to respect. Bring them some fruit? Sure. Or have a picnic with some fruit, you know, and maybe a kiss on the cheek or on the lips is all you need to do before the fifth or the tenth day or the year or two after knowing someone and like wondering if there will be an opportunity to go beyond that level of friendship into a more profound, deep, you know, surreal, sensual experience. Vulva? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure, a joy, and I appreciate your love poems. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for receiving them and not uh, detesting them or attesting to them and, and, and saying, leave me alone. I do not need your 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 wooings or your uh, your attempts. You know, I do appreciate the mutualness of it, and and also like if it, I'm not the type of person to hold grudges or feel like you're you sh- you're supposed to do anything with me. No, it's just I feel like it's super fun to to correspond with someone via text or whatever, and and to just have fun with words. And let the imagination have total control because it's always better that way. May I ask you a question about fruit porn? This was an idea that my dear sister had. Fruit porn. <laughs> this could all be a nice tie-in to something else we've discussed before. Well, anything with the word porn in it, <laughs> I'm sure, is either interesting or very arousing or both. If you ask me to direct a fruit porn and that's all you wanted, that's all you gave me, the synopsis, all right, Dave, we need a porn fruit. Can you do it? I'm like, okay, I'll use puns, I'll use metaphors, all right. First scene is going to be a gay scene, and it's going to be two fruits in the pod, and maybe that's offensive. We have to re- rewrite that later, but it's just a joke. Um, but, you know, it could, you know, f- we use all the words that fruit connotates do. And- Dangly prunes. Sure, sure. Or dingleberries and apple pie. I don't know. You know, well, dingleberry pie. We'll, we'll figure it out. Like, I like that. I really like that. You're very creative. All right. We're going to sign this off. And we're going to get to some flamenco playing. And I'll put a little clip of some music in here, okay? Wonderful. Yeah.
Sir, oh, do you want to use your real name? I think you might want to. <laughs> because this can help promote your beautiful music. Well, I guess all any kind of publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Even bad publicity, but... <laughs> You know, okay, you know, I'm not afraid of anything. If someone wants to call me out, I'm like, did you write this poem? How dare you? You know what? I'm like, yeah, so what? It's freedom of speech. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am not ashamed of me and by what I write. And I feel like I was a really well-written piece that came out of me. And like I say, you inspired it. Thank you. But it's just like I just want to be clear. It's It's not like an attempt to force my way into your pants or nothing. It's more of a way to force my way into the pants of your heart. I bet you see that. You know what I mean? Beautiful. So, yes, this is David Alberto Olguin Alarcón, born 1991, August 14th in Medellín, Colombia. Lived here in Highland Park, Los Angeles for over 20 years. And, yes, I will not put my address or social security, but if you need it, you can come find me where I said I am. Good night. Good night. Let's get to the heart of the pants of the matter. Oh, Good yes. night. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. What do you think? So many things to discuss. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, describe how you guys were sitting. This is what I wanted to know. Were you, like when we did our Andrew episode, just sitting on the floor with the mic between you, talking? Well, he came over, okay. Rachel is in love with him. She said, let's call Flamenco over. My friend, French Barbara, was here. French Barbara and Rachel are here. We called him over. He came over to my new house. And then I had to... They both fell asleep. They were asleep on the couch listening to meditation. Like guided meditations. Sounds like like a purry. Jeez. (laughs) They're both very mellow. Yeah. And... uh, and so they were listening to meditation music. So I brought them around through the back and then took them right into the bedroom and closed oh, the door. No. So we were sitting on my bed because I didn't want to wake up the two hoots. Right. And, and you so brought all your recording equipment in there. I just did it on my phone. And then oh, I recorded oh. him. And I made him read the poem off my phone, the one that he had written to me a few days before. Oh my and God. then so he read it and then I made him explain it because You are gutsy. I don't know if I could do that with somebody. Was it really? so embarrassing? No. Or were you like, dude, explain yourself? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was your because attitude going in. You're like, come on. Right? Well, I mean, that that's what I've been saying the whole time because he, I know his personality a little bit because I've hung out with him a few times. He just, mm-hmm. you know, he will, he's probably got several. So he's like Casanova. He's like working the crowd. Yeah. Like a mm-hmm. sweet young Casanova that I'm sure he's throwing fruit at the wall until it sticks. How's that? <laughs> Sprinkling that <laughs> bird seed out for any nice old bird to come peck at. He's spraying pomegranate seeds and seeing yes. him. All right. Like, bird mouth will take it what <laughs> i don't know what happened uh anyway it's it's still sweet so what do you think well i i like i mean i want to believe him that this is just you and it's for you but right then he talks about the other fruit and that he's written a peach poem oh, I mean, and yeah a, yeah a cherry I, poem I, or a strawberry poem or something right is that yes so, so anyway uh if you would like a gentleman flamenco suitor i'm Mm. sure he would be interested in writing you a poem interesting i i really right 
I want to see if, well, would he follow through with all of the things he says? Like, aren't you curious to know about how to eat one pomegranate seed at a time (laughs) while your back is arching? I'm really curious. About the physics of all these things. Has he worked? I am out? available on Sunday between <laughs> like ten AM and noon. So if she's not doing a guided meditation or has fallen asleep from yeah. her sixteen hour work days. Yes. So So maybe we could try that pomegranate seed trick. Invite <laughs> over that bird. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, um have you ever had anyone write you a poem? I remember someone. I know. I know. We talked about this in one of the previous ones. Yes, right. I've had a couple of funky poems. It's embarrassing. It's sweet. And it's great if you like are into the person. But then if you're feeling kind of eh, and then you get the poem and it's oh, eh, oh it can be so awkward. I just, I just think most people don't who are writing. I don't know. I just it would have to be. Yeah. Really means something. If you got to the place where you're writing a poem where it really means something to someone, that probably really means you know. Well, yeah. Them. Right. And it's intimate. And at that point, you would probably appreciate it. But right. But if you're a getting a lot of poetry being flung around, booty call poems, that's kind of strange. Like, I don't know if yeah. I like it over text. <laughs> that's odd. Uh, <laughs> what about songs? Has anyone ever written a song about you or for you? Yes, I should find a, yeah. my favorite. But my friend Gannon and John wrote a song called Julianne. Oh, really? And it was so sweet because I told them, I go, if you guys, it was years ago in Berkeley, like mm-hmm. 25 years ago or whatever. And they were in a band and they were doing songs. And I said, if you write a song called Julianne, it will be a number one hit. And oh. then they wrote it and then they never released it. But what I band could probably find. I can't even remember the name. Oh, okay. But the song said, "Julianne, why'd you leave me? You were my one and only." And that's all I could remember. Wow. Now you <laughs> dated Gannon, right? No, no, oh. we were always just friends. They did oh. it. They they were kind of jokey about it. Okay. It was always like a fun, jokey thing. So that's fun. They did not really love me and care if I left them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, well, that's cute. I know. Did you ever have anyone write songs? I may have in high school. There are friends in bands that may have written a thing or two, but I don't know. It's never, I don't think it's ever been confirmed. So it was just the murmurs, the high school murmurs of. I'm going to write you one right now. Oh, boy. Really? Yeah, here we go. All right. Mouse's name is beautiful. She is so tiny and mousy and brown. She likes to touch her tips. Mousy whisker and tips inside her nose. She likes to wipe it under her seat. Oh, come mousy on. brown. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. This is not going in the direction I wanted it to. I love it. It's great. Mousy Brown. She wipes her bugs (laughs) underneath her car seat. I do not. Will you stop perpetuating this rumor? (laughs) I just love... Because you know what? I did. I pulled one out of my nose today. And I've got these really weird... Can I tell you? um, Can I tell you? Yeah. What? Oh, thanks. Uh, (laughs) They're the ones where... 
it feels like you stick your finger in there and it sticks to the end of your finger and when you pull it out your air hole you're like a whale that just pushed out like it, it just goes and you can finally breathe <laughs> and you look down and you've just produced like a small grub worm <laughs> Come on. have you ever done that no no I'm oh. kidding. probably okay let's go <laughs> oh it's happening because there's i have some kind of sinus thing going on but Oh. oh boy, is it relief! How are your panic attacks? Are you having any lately? Uh, yeah, it's called the hitch of the rookie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew that would hurt. <coughs> oh oh boy, that's a rough one. Um, but you're you're better now, right? Like, are you feeling like those moments now, or you've got? Uh, I had one control? the other day when really? we were at lunch. We had to set up, and I don't know why. I think the air was bad, and I must have been kind of stressed. And yeah, I borrowed a Ativan from someone, and I <sighs> did not take it, but I had it as an emergency. Wow! It started to feel like it was getting really overwhelming, and that hasn't happened in two and a half years. So Aww. yeah, it's weird. All this anxiety stuff, but I'm definitely. I had so much stress feelings rub up <laughs> at work. Yeah. Uh, oh, t- like the last few days. And I just, it starts to, it wasn't panic attacky, but I see it just way down in your body. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah the stress. How much and-, and shallow breathing and getting tense back and neck. And Ugh. it's such an unnatural, I think so much has to do with exercise. And I, mm-hmm. you know, it's all this depression and anxiety and i'll bet you a lot of it a lot of it not all of it can be hit with some running and sure. some good exertion well and it, i'm sure your brain is producing all these chemicals that will counter any of those mood things and the endorphins make you yeah. feel good right it's all just good natural balance which makes yeah. sense as and animals. you're just like a you're like a weird standard poodle trapped in a closet when you're just like sitting at a computer all day yeah exactly i know <laughs> i like the standard poodle that was a good choice thank yeah, you but uh, with... yeah you need to be released you gotta run it around you yeah. gotta jump and that's how i feel when i'm i'm glued to a stupid computer all day yeah yeah when it's, it's stressful and you're glued somewhere right, right if you're just having fun on your laptop it's a different story but yeah when it's something you like yeah, we went to the Wild Animal Park, the zoo, the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, I guess they call it now, the other day. And I was feeling so bad for the condors. Like, they have this whole great conservation program, and they're breeding condors and bringing them back. And, ah, the dog's at the door. Oh, no, boy. no, Wrigley. Um, and the condors are in this, like, big, it's a big enclosure, but it's got a big net around it. And their wingspan is huge, and a couple of them kept leaving the rock and they would fly and then grab onto the net on one side, hang there for a second, uh, and then fly across to the other side and hang on that net for a second, and then fly so back. Sad. It's like a weird bird treadmill. They have nowhere to go. And meanwhile, the natural turkey buzzards or whatever kind of um, vulture things around. we have. Flying around. Yeah, they're flying right next to him, like taunting them, just circling them and uh, flying as far as they want. So and I'm like, Did they get to go out or they just... Bringing no. them in for conservation? They're yeah, stuck. I think that's it. They're on display, and they do their whole program with them. And But are they... They breeding. were endangered for a while, so... 
I'm yeah. not an advocate for ca- I hate cages. I, I hate know. zoos. I don't support zoos. I don't go there. I hate it. What about the research ones, though, that are trying to breed them and keep them from going extinct? Well, I think that's important, so that's why. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this was... Because I know that they were almost extinct. Condors, it was a big deal. Right, yeah. In why fact, the guy, slow? one of the men that, um, that helped... Uh, get the egg off the cliff from wherever and carried it in his lap in the helicopter down to... Like Horton, here's a who? (laughs) Yeah, down to the wild animal park back in the 80s. Um, I listened to him talk. I wish I could remember his name right now. But he now does butterfly conservation in Mexico. So this monarch thing, there's monarchs are becoming kind of in danger and they keep dying and they go to these um, trees in the forests of Mexico up in the mountains and they're dying like tons and tons are dying almost to where you walk in this forest of butterflies and you're wading through dead bodies of butterflies up to your knees you know and they're trying to figure out why they're tracking them and it was really interesting they figured out that the migration pattern well yeah something's happening with migration but also and you know climate but also that uh, people who live in these mountains go into the mountains and they harvest these trees and there are these specific trees uh, o- oyamel I think oyamel trees and they have a scent like from generations and generations of butterflies that they trace back the same family of, gener- of butterflies will find their family scent on that one specific tree wow. and migrate there it's like bizarre they don't know how they do it but people are going into the forest during non-butterfly season i guess and harvesting these trees not knowing that they have this special scent that these butterflies are looking to find and so without the tree there anymore um the butterflies have nowhere to go and they just go there and die and so anyway he's doing this big um educational thing where he wants to teach people how not to cook with wood fires so it was really interesting so they build these ovens and they're trying to teach people to use ovens with like coal and different forms of fuel anyway big sidetrack but it was uh sad to see the condors but as he was telling the condor story he started crying talking about how moving it was to bring the egg down from the mountain and you know know that they might have a future and it was really neat i look up his name i'll put it in our show notes so you can go to our website and look it up in the show notes all the info it's very cool. Wow, yeah. that's sweet. See, they're doing a good thing when they when they're trying to. Yeah, and I think zoos have to charge admission to fund all the research programs, so it's kind of a double-edged sword. And then yeah. people are interested in the animals because they get to see them, and I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and yeah, it's. I guess hopefully most of those are rescue animals. I don't know how they do it there. Yeah, I don't either. If they're bred there or rescued or what. Yeah. But I know they have good intentions. I know they're really considering yeah. their lifestyles and trying to, you know, match it as best they can. But I know. anyway, the... um, oh, yeah. So, all right. I am at my official and need to take a nap stage. Yes. Okay. Well, we will um, pop in all of our fun uh, stuff at various points where needed like this promo from our friends at boobies and newbies podcast hey everybody this is kelly reynolds and i'm the host of boobies and newbies the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box 
Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares about up against the wall by the fruit trees? (laughs) Like, where's the dragon? Inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with navy seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come on, you guys. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Booby Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. And stay tuned for our upcoming holiday series, The 12 Days of Boobsmiths. Yahoo! Yay! Um, please follow us, everybody, and subscribe. We hope everybody is subscribing, clicking subscribe buttons on whatever platform you are. It doesn't matter. But that subscription is what might help our numbers someday come into play so we would appreciate a subscribe and we want to wish everybody really happy holidays i don't think we're going to be able to record before christmas again are we no no this is it happy holidays everybody happy holidays i hope everyone enjoys happy downtime with uh friends family animals yourself um enjoy the time and we will too Okay, Yay. let's let's sing them out with um, our favorite song. Ready? One, two, oh three. Islands in the stream. Oh that, that is what we are. You got to do harmony. No one in between. How can, How can we, we be, wrong? be wrong? Sail away with me <laughs> to, another, to world. another world. I can't hear.